Hey yo, look like I'm going for a swim. Hi, and welcome to Two Creations, the Asian American podcast where the Joy Luck Club meets drunk history. I'm your host, Cindy Yep. And I'm Nancy Lee. Today on Two Creations, we're talking about great Asians in pop culture, ones that formed our tiny little identities when we were kids, mm-hmm. and more recent ones too. Also, some portrayals of Asians that were kind of offensive. Uh, and then my favorite Asian and Asian American characters from movies and TV, because I watch a lot of movies and TV. Who doesn't, right? <laughs> Especially, I think, of uh, uh, ABC Kids. For sure. Because parents are never around. So basically, the television was my babysitter. Raised by TV. Um, but first, let's share our hams. Uh, hams are hella Asian moments. Uh, Nancy, do you have a ham to share today? Yeah, I would love to share a ham that hasn't just happened once. It is a constant thing that happens to me. My non-Asian friends feel the need to share every single negative experience they have with any Asian person they interact with. For example, an Uber or Lyft driver. I have friends that literally are like, wait, I have to tell you something, like pointing to me, they tell me this Uber driver, he was driving and he didn't know where he's going and this whole elaborate thing. And then at the end of it, and he was Asian. And he was Asian. What do you want me to do with this? Like, do you want me to- Like, why are they telling you? I don't know. It's like when you meet a guy, we brought this up in our dating, um, dating online, but when guys approach you and say, I've dated an Asian girl before. And you're just like, why? What, like, do we, are we like the whole race? Like the good things and the bad things? Like, I like your people. I've dated them before. Or why does your person drive like a crazy motherfucker? I don't get it. I've, I've heard things like this before. And it's like, why do you need me on your side against my own people? Is that yeah, what you're trying? Is that because like you tell people kind of racist things because you want to find someone who agrees with you? Yeah, you're like, find go find another racist person to do this yeah. with. So it's like justify like, it, like not me. I I don't know. Do you ha- do things that happen like an Italian person do? Like does the pizza guy do something to you, and then you tell your Italian friend yeah. what the pizza guy did, and then you're like that in that low voice, he was Italian. <laughs> You know, it doesn't really offend me. I have no problem. But I'm just kind of like, do you know how ignorant you sound? So what about you, Cindy? Do you have a hand this week? Um, yeah, I had uh, helped a friend out on the set of an indie film um, the other weekend. And for lunch, they had ordered Boston Market. Do you have Boston Market on the East Coast? Mm-hmm. We have Boston Market. It was like, when I was growing up, it was like, a, that was like the treat. It was like the fancy KFC like oh, I, night. I never really put it that, like, thought about it like that. But yes, it is the fancy KFC. It kind of is, right? It's like, yeah. ooh, it's like a Thanksgiving dinner for any day. I know. Anyway, the producer of the film, um, I believe she was a Filipino, and uh, she was worried that we didn't have enough food, like that she didn't order enough. I was like, I... I mean, like, I always think there's not enough food, but that's because I'm Asian. And she's like, me too. And then we just bonded on this, and I realized there's, like, an inner old Chinese lady inside me that's constantly worried that everyone didn't eat enough. What are we going to do? And I can't help it. 
I know. I, just, I can't help it. I'm like, I didn't know I had this inside me. You probably have more of your mother inside you than you know. Uh, <laughs> it's not bad quality. Why do you want to hurt me? <coughs> just trying to be honest. As, as my mother would say, if I cannot tell you the truth, who can? Oh, my God. That's so deep. Mm-hmm. We just try to be, be the best we can be with what we're given. At least that I, that's how I look at it. And sometimes what we're given is a tiny old Asian lady inside us. Kicking it come through. <laughs> yeah, she's kicking her way up. I spend most of my life trying to contain her. Yes. <laughs> so you want to get into today's topic? Yeah. So let's get into it. Today, we're going to talk about Asians in pop culture. Um, yeah, I'm super excited about the new film coming out soon, Crazy Rich Asians. Um, it stars Constance Wu of Fresh Off the Boat fame. Mm-hmm. And Michelle Yeoh is the tiger mom. It's really amazing because it's a big budget film. It's like, I think you said it was like $60 million. Yeah, I, that's like that's a huge budget. Big. And this is the first time it's all Asian uh, cast. But I'm really excited about it too. Uh, the listeners or my friends that are listening... You all know I'm not big in reading books, but I got actually into reading Crazy Rich Asians. It was like really fascinating and it was like one of those ch- like chick flick novels, but it was like in Singapore with Chinese names that were just like me. And I was like, oh, it was enjoyable. It's like, yeah, these Asians are like me. They're, they go shopping at these nice places. It's not all about hardship or karate or, you know, <laughs> these like common... Uh, topics that are covered in the media when they depict Asians. It's like a whole other world. It's basically, um, it's like Gossip Girl for Asians. It's like all the fancy rich people and this lifestyle that's like really, you know, a very elite group of people. But it's like on a scale of global scale because they're in Singapore and it's a bunch of Asian people. I mean, you don't typically see Asians spending a lot of money. Yeah. You like being lavish yeah. <laughs> like it's not a thing that you've seen a lot yeah so you know it's really great that there's like movies like crazy rich asians that are getting made like finally i think people that asian young asian adults or teens can actually see and assimilate that there's people like them being depicted in the media but i think when we think about our 80s upbringing into the 90s of what asians we saw the list is pretty slim, I would have to say. We definitely, whenever we saw an Asian, uh, we were like, oh my God, Asian. Mm-hmm. And it like represented you all. Like it's not even just like the Chinese one or the Korean one. It was like Asian. Oh, yeah. you are going to be the spokesperson for the R group <laughs> in the media forever. Yeah. So do us proud. Yeah. I mean, there was so few and far between, like they had to do a lot of heavy lifting. With that in mind, we thought we'd make a countdown of great Asians in pop culture. So, Cindy, you kick it off. What was your first one that you can remember? In the number 10 slot, I was thinking of Michael Chang. Do you remember Chang Fever? Yes. Um, Yes. It was like, this guy, he's a tennis player, by the way. And when he came onto the scene, it was like all of our dads were like, you want to play tennis? You want, go, you want to go outside and play tennis? And it was, it was like, our kids could be something. 
that was an athlete. It was amazing. No, but like he was also the, like, we don't get, but Asians are not associated with athletes and right. athletic ability at all. Yeah. So the fact that he was in a sport, I mean, let's be honest, it was tennis. Thank God, thankfully, it wasn't like high contact because we're not big people. But <laughs> at least, you know, it's tennis. We can hit a ball. Ball, precise, yeah. precision, <laughs> you know. But it was a sport. And I just remember thinking when I first saw him in his white shorts, his calves. He had Jesus. mega calves. Those calves were ginormous. God. That you're just like, oh, that's why my calves are kind of big. It's like an Asian <laughs> thing. At least that's what was going through my mind. Side shout out to Jeremy Lin of Lin Sanity fame. I feel like mm-hmm. Michael Chang like paved the way for like Lin Sanity. It was amazing my family because like we have Lin's. And they were so proud, like, they actually are related to him. They're like, it's Lynn Sanity, I love it. Oh, my gosh. My dad actually went to or asked me to call a Philadelphia bar near him to see where he could watch the Knicks game so he could watch uh, Jeremy Lynn. Like, that never happened. We're super excited. I mean, a tall Asian, super exciting. An Asian American, super exciting. And he was killing it. What's, What's the next one, Nancy? Number nine spot is another athlete. Can you believe it? So many Asian athletes. Christy Yamaguchi. Oh, Christy, so beautiful. The ice, she was so, and she like represented the U.S. And it, she was like, what I loved is she was Asian, but she wasn't on the Japanese team. It, she was, you know, American and Asian and at the Olympics and kicking butt. So awesome. Number eight. My pick for number eight is Eddie Huang. He wrote a book called Fresh Off the Boat and that became the series. I actually got introduced to him by my mother. She was like, uh, there's this guy. He was a lawyer, but he didn't want to be a lawyer. He wants to be chef. So now he's a <laughs> chef. He's on TV. And sometimes when my mom is talking, I like come to. Yeah. And I'm like, wait what the hell are you talking about? And she just kept going on about how he was smart enough to be a lawyer, but chose not to be. And then she showed me, like, she looked him up on YouTube, and then it happened to be a piece of his reality show where there was, like, a bunch of porn stars. I'm like, Mom, what? Like, what? I don't understand this. And she's just, I'm like... She's grasping onto anything. Like, Yeah, she's. I'm like, explain this to me again. She's like... He was a lawyer. <laughs> just getting louder. And, so frustrated. But he doesn't want to be a lawyer. He wants to be chef. And yeah, I'm like, okay. And then fast forward later on, he's like one of my one of my favorite Asians in the world. I love him. Good one. Good pick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you got for number seven? For number seven, coming in another athlete, Michelle Kwan. And she, I mean, is my sister. Didn't you know? No. Actually, true story, I had given my autograph out as Michelle Kwan on two separate occasions. That's so amazing because, like, she's your celebrity doppelganger, Mm -hmm. and she's also my celebrity doppelganger, and you and I look nothing alike. Nothing alike. It's it's amazing. That's how famous she is. (laughs) I had... I was on a plane once, and the flight attendant was like, are you Michelle Kwan? And oh, I'm my like, God. Were no, you sitting in coach? I don't, yeah, <laughs> of, of course I was. 
I'm like, no, I'm not. And she's like, yes, you are. She was like, yes, you are. Yeah. They, they tell. Mm-hmm. So what I did, mean, what did I, yeah, I, 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 all I had to do is all I could do is be sorry for not being Michelle Kwan. Oh my gosh. So I was in Mexico with my girlfriend for spring break and we were staying at one of those like, con- like timeshare condos. And so we were staying and we were in the jacuzzi and a grandfather comes up to me and I'm like, ugh, old skeezy man trying to hit on college girls. But he comes up to me and he's like, I'm so sorry to bother you. I know you're with your girlfriends and you're trying to, you know, stay low. But my granddaughter loves you. Can you please give me your autograph, her your autograph? And I'm like, uh, sir, who do you think I am? Like, and he's like, I know you're Michelle Kwan. And I'm like, no, oh no, I'm not. I won't tell anyone that you're here. Just please, oh my, God. my granddaughter loves you. And it's like, what else do you say? I'm like, all right, what do you want me to sign? <laughs> And now this poor little girl thinks she has something signed by Michelle Kwan. I mean, you brought her some joy, even though you're an imposter. I know. I know. I was also kind of hammered. I bet he's probably like, Michelle Kwan's such a drunk. Actually, Nancy <laughs> Lee may be one, but not Michelle. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, okay. What's number six? Who's number six on your list? Number six I picked someone that is near and dear to our hearts and also our parents' hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Connie Chung. Mm-hmm. Connie Chung mm-hmm. was a newscaster, the first like famous Asian mm-hmm. newscaster, and she was like serious, and she was a journalist, mm-hmm. and uh, she had big ass hair, <laughs> and. Uh, for some reason, it was such a big deal that she was married to Maury Povich, a white oh, guy. <laughs> and I feel like every time she was on TV, our parents were like, everyone, like, literally, we would, like, call each other in the house and be like, Connie Chung is on. You know she's married to a white guy. That's That was synonymous with Connie Chung. I know. But she was good. I mean, she was, you know, Asian moms especially like to be up on the news. So mm-hmm. it's like something they have are watching they're informed they're informed by someone who looks like them I really loved Connie Chung when I was a little girl I thought I wanted to be Connie Chung like literally the day you go in to be like career day one year I went as Connie Chung and I put my hair kind of like in a bun like this what do you mean you went as Connie Chung I dressed up in in like a little suit Oh, like, so people were dressing up as what they wanted to be, and there's, like, Mm -hmm. a fireman, and there's an astronaut, and there's Connie Chung. (laughs) And, of course, it's the Asian student, right? Um, The next one on the countdown, number five, we have Ms. Margaret Cho. Comedian. Leader of the pack. First Asian-American to have her own sitcom. Now, it did epically fail, but... The fact that a network gave it to her and, you know, she could at least command that sort of viewership, that was pretty great. The thing I like most about Margaret Cho is beyond being, you know, breaking ground for us, she also is pretty much a badass. She's like completely tatted up. I think she's lesbian or bi. I'm not sure. Like she really is just putting herself out there 
and I really appreciate it because even though we have people representing the media, they may still conform to a lot of the stigmas like being straight, pretty, skinny, you know, white skin kind of thing. And Margaret Cho like, like, fuck you. I like all people. I'm going to like tap myself up, curse. I, I really appreciate her. This is completely unique. Mm-hmm. Our number four pick, Ali Wong. Ali Wong's Netflix special came out. I was like, I texted all of the Asian people I know, and then like a handful of Asian loving white people because I was like, you gotta check this out. This bitch is talking about pooping at work and fucking white guys. Well, in the number three position is our one and only favorite Asian with some freckles, Lucy Liu. Oh, she's my freckle sister. Yeah, I think freckles are beautiful on Asian women. Anyway, so she's actually from New York and um, grew up in Queens. She's like been an actress that's kind of like really, you know, stayed relevant through the times. Like she's on the show Elementary. She was a Charlie's Angel. I mean, she gave me at least Halloween costumes year after year. I just followed her (laughs) movies. (laughs) I also was her in Kill Bill. I don't remember her character, but I got a sword and a kimono. And thank God for Lucy Liu, because what would I do for Halloween costumes? (laughs) What else would you do for Halloween? You need to make a movie. I need a costume. I love her in Elementary. I think she's great. What about you? What's the next one on your list? Uh, Next one's pretty important to me because I am a huge Trekkie. George Takai. George Takai is fucking amazing. He's an Asian-American actor. He was actually raised partly in the Japanese internment camps um, during the war. Yeah, so he's this amazing history. He's an activist. He's a community leader. He's a star of stage and screen, and his voice just kills me it's like being raked with butter and (laughs) (laughs) and he grew up partially in san francisco too so Ah, george sakai and for uh my number one let's all we're both going to have our own number ones for this list right yeah so my number one is the one and only mr miyaki Mm. karate kid wax on wax off Like, I don't know how many times people at school would do that to me, too. (laughs) Um, So, like, I'll take it because Miyagi fucking rules Miyagi-san. Yeah, like, I'm going to, like, knock, like, break that wood in Yeah, like, he kicked ass. He represented Eastern philosophy, but he also, but in, like, a really dignified, wise way. Yeah, it was just, like, nothing's going to bother me. You can be as ignorant as possible. I will find my way out and be on top. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Sweep the leg. So, who is your number one? In the same, uh, in a similar vein, my number one is, if you haven't listened to it yet, the star of our last episode, Drunk Asian History, and it's Mr. Bruce Lee. I think about quotes of him all the time. I, like, wish that he was, like, a little voice in my head telling me little pearls of wisdom and like how to conduct my life because he was just an amazing man yeah no he is a great man oh yeah and and by the way if you haven't listened to it i recommend that you go back and listen to drunk asian history because let me tell you it's either the worst episode that we've ever done or the best because 
when I, I was editing it and you can like see the sound waves lengthen out and like <laughs> blend together with the slurs. Oh no. It's ri- the it's- vibration look was very different than our Oh, yeah. Like, normally, just you see little pops of sound. This was just like, and then, uh, (laughs) yeah, and burping. It was great. There was ice, there's some glass clanking in there. It's it's perfect because that's actually what we were doing. We were drinking during the episode, hence, drunk. uh, We should mention drinking more than we usually drink. Yes, yes. So that's our countdown of great Asians in pop culture history. But there's some portrayals of Asians in pop culture that uh, were kind of offensive. We thought compile some of them. Number one, I think this is a clearly obvious, but Long Duck Dong. I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, Long Duck Dong from 16 Candles. Hello, like the gong. The gong. Yeah. I think like we probably ruined a whole bunch of like Asian guys' lives. I know. Like... I was also thinking you have to talk about Charlie Chan. He was played by a white guy and he played a Chinese detective and he did a slew of movies that are very old now. And so it can be excused, but he basically originated Yellow Face. And it's like proof that even though he was like a good guy, supposed to be like, oh, he's, you know, that's supposed to be a positive portrayal of Asians. Uh, even if he's like a has good attributes, that doesn't make it a positive portrayal. A more recent one that's been a controversial topic is Apu from The Simpsons, voiced by Hank Azaria. I never thought that much about Apu as a character, but like, if you're Indian growing up, like, that's terrible. That's like worse than Long Duck Dung because he's like in every episode for like, how many years has The Simpsons been on? Like 22 years. I think they really, they probably need to do something about it now. And I, I think, like, people are, like, up in arms about it being, like, too PC. But I'm like, sometimes PC is for a reason because what you're doing is wrong. It's, a, it's super offensive and it makes people then stereotype that everyone's like it. So you're like... Yeah, and if he had been an, a, an Asian character or, a, say, I'll say, an East Asian character... Like, we would have been upset about it, up in arms, and you gotta, like, you gotta stop this. But it's interesting to me that because he was South Asian, I never thought of it as being racist. Yeah, or applying yeah. to you. Right, right. We also have to talk about uh, Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's. He plays her upstairs neighbor who is super, super fucking buck tooth with his eyes shut and just like shouting things to her in like a terrible like r's and l's kind of language um and also probably the girl who says me love you long time in full metal jacket that didn't like do us any good (laughs) (laughs) so those are some kind of terrible portrayals of asians in pop culture um but because i watch a lot of movies and tv I thought I could uh, think of my fave Asian and Asian American characters. So some of the ones I was thinking of, Jin from Lost, played by Daniel Day Kim, and also his wife's son. Glenn on The Walking Dead, he's Stephen Young, he's so hot. Olivia Munn in, like, anything, she's my girl crush of all time. She's beautiful, Um, but she's not 100%. No, she's a half Chinese, half white, and she was raised in Japan. Ming-Na, who was on ER, 
and Chloe Bennett, who's also half Chinese, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you're into the Marvel Universe, which um, I I am, but only for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, And I'm literally the only person who watches Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Grace Park, who is Boomer on Battlestar Galactica, um, another sci-fi show. Michelle Yeoh as Captain Giorgio on Star Trek, and also, obviously, Crouching Tiger. Here's another Star Trek one, um, John Cho as Sulu, and also, obviously, Harold and Kumar. Well, um, there's a lot of uh, Asian representation in the Star Trek universe, huh? Yeah. In the sci-fi I mean, world. Be- right, because, like, Gene Roddenberry's vision was, like, a world in which all races can come together ah. um, and in a ship helmed by a white man. Petey Wong on Law and & Order, and also Mr. Robot, just, like, terrifying, terrifying villain. Kumail Nanjani on Silicon Valley. I want to marry him. It's me, Pakistani Denzel. Dustin Nguyen as Officer Harry Truman Aoki. I didn't even know that was his name. Um, in the 80s on 21 Jump Street. He was, like, this badass Oh, I remember officer. him. I love 21 Jump Street. That's with Johnny Depp, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Johnny I, I like him. Oh, he was like Japanese, right? Yeah, I guess he is. His name is giving me Japanese, but also his name is Harry Truman. Community. <laughs> what? I'm just like recognizing this. I'm like, his character's name was Harry Truman. Like, come on. He yeah. clearly wasn't a Harry Truman. The perfect one that matches with that is Aziz Ansari on Parks and Rec. And his name is Tom Haverford. Can I get apps and zerts? Ken Jong on Community. And it's none of your business, but I ate my twin in utero. Tony Leung in basically anything he's in. He's gorgeous. And then um, I was thinking of Mei Chang in Orange is the New Black. She's just like fucking insane. Is she full? Oh, you're thinking of uh, the younger one? She's a half. Mei Chang is the older lady with the short hair. Wait, time out. I I met her. I met her. What? I have a picture with her. I have to send it to you. Huh. I was walking on the streets with my friends after volunteering, and my one friend's like, oh, my God, it's that older woman from Orange is the New Black. And I'm like, she looked kind of familiar. And I went up to her. I'm like, hey, can I take a picture with you? And she's like, sure. And so he's like, took a picture. Oh. And I was like, this cute little Asian lady. She's so adorable. That's amazing. Yeah, she's adorable. I have to send you the photo. Yeah, please do. She's hilarious i love her character and i love her backstory yeah that's my rundown of my favorite asian and asian american characters (laughs) that's a that's a good list well i think what we've shared with you is that there's been a a lot of change in the past 30 40 years with asian representation in pop culture i think you know i don't know what you think cindy but with the crazy rich asians and kind of like putting them on such a global scale maybe more movies will be produced about not just karate asian people or something that's historical but something that's actually about pop culture the real real life and how other asians live i mean how long has it been since the joy luck club like 25 years i know it's crazy so hopefully i can't wait to see this movie it comes out in august right i think it's august i've been like really waiting for it i can't wait We'll have like a wrap-up part episode or something about it. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter 
at Two Crasian. We're also on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram and review us on iTunes. It really helps us out and helps uh, other people find us. Yeah. So uh, until next time, bye bye, love. Bye bye, love. Hey, yo, I've been on. Bitch.